This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the Fix Squad. The Fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we said, doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art to shock. Oh, where to keep it a beast on the block? Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears. No love lost. No rain here. Delivers, I promise. Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment. Faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind because it matters. Art, art outside the box. We paste better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak. So tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek. So tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into The Fix, your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on SiriusXM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Happy <laughs> Tuesday, kings and queens. It's your boy, DJ Focus, checking in. And it's your girl, Dice Gamble, in Dice, the Dice. building. Dice. <laughs> What's going on, Tiptoe Tuesday? You know, I had a, you know, I had a great, 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 uh, beat Birthday. yesterday. So, okay. Deal. You know, I ain't even really, re- I haven't even really went to sleep yet. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I cut my evening short for you this morning. You know what I'm hey, saying? I, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Party like a rock star. That's what's up. Listen, man, I, I, I'm excited that you had a blessed birthday. Once again, happy birthday. Trip around the sun or, whatever these this new age people be talking about they be making up stuff <laughs> no. they just be making up stuff it's all right all the, I've had 3,460 grand risings it's like okay <laughs> happy birthday to you too wow hey, no, you know it's interesting because I, I get that every time I go to the barbershop that's the one unique thing about the barbershop you get all walks of life yeah. all uh, religious beliefs that you know walk in the barbershop and yes you know, of course, we have some of our, you know, um, brothers who are conscious. I call them conscious brothers. Yeah. Or the he- Hebrew Israelites, whatever you want to call them. Uh-huh. They, they're always, like you say, talking uh, to that power. And That's everything. right. Bless their lives. Um, I know. We, listen, awesome. I'm, I'm not going to get I'm not going to get to the debates we have. Uh, we just say we disagree on a lot of a lot of things. Uh, bless their life. Uh, the other thing I love that <clears throat> hear my perspective, I'm able to hear their perspective, mm-hmm. and nobody's dogmatic towards each other. Right. So I think that's the beautiful thing about being able to be in that environment, especially around all black men, and be able to have conversations. So yeah. I just uh, appreciate those barbershop conversations for sure. <laughs> for sure, no, it's good stuff. I'm trying to tell you, I can have a conversation with anybody who knows there's a higher power other than yourself. Mm-hmm. And then we can chop, we can chop it up. Yeah. Anyways, listen, man, it's Tuesday. So, uh, sorry that you, uh, still, you still celebrating. You're going to be, you're going to do one of these weekly celebrations or monthly celebrate. You're just going to celebrate all month. 
<laughs> no, no, all week. I'm colored. All week. Okay, all week. You know our color folk do. Forgive us. We, we, we celebrate all week. So, yes. Especially by being on a Monday. I, I, I don't really... I could not start it on a Sunday. Let's be real. Right. I went good word Sunday. You know, we went uh, But yeah, this weekend coming up, you know what I'm saying? That, on that Thursday, you know what I'm saying? Thursday. You know, Thursday, yeah, Thursday. Friday, Saturday. Sunday. Uh, I'm going back to the Lord to repent. I'm going back right. to the Lord to repent. <laughs> um, that's how it is. Look at it. What's your birthday? Enjoy it all week. Yeah, and I'm joking, y'all. I'm having I know. <laughs> Oh, they don't. You got to tell them. Listen, I'm married. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, absolutely. Touching and agreeing is okay in my house. It is a covenant on it. You know what I'm saying? It's blessed. So, yeah, I ain't doing nothing. I don't I don't drink or smoke no more. So I ain't really doing that. But I am going to you know, do I'm doing some shopping and doing some things I want to do. My wife taking me to a few little spots. So, yeah, I'm just going to have some family fun. A couple of my partners going to come grab me and, you know, do something with me. So, yeah, we just we just hanging out, just having fun. I don't know why. I don't know why people think believers don't have fun. Like, I think it's like a whole I don't know what you want to call it. Like, okay, if you can't drink and smoke or, you know, do all this wild club and strip club and you you born, bruh. <laughs> so much there's so much more to do in life other than strip clubbing and uh hanging out, doing drugs and stuff. Life is fun. A lot of fun. So we definitely we do everything, man. Go karts. Ooh, you didn't even tell me they had the race car track over here. That right. you can go race the cars? My husband was like, honey. I was like, say less. Say <laughs> less. Say less. Like, I cannot wait to go do grown people stuff I'm, like that. I mean, I wanted to be a race car driver a long time ago. I went to school in Indianapolis. And so, we, I, my, you know, my school was like not even five minutes away from the track. So, yeah, I was inspired. So now I may get my chance. I may get my chance. We might need, maybe we needed the fixed car, bro. Well, as long as you driving it, because that, that ain't my gift. I ain't going to, yeah, speeding around tracks is not my gift. So, yeah, bless your life. As long as you, 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 you trained and you, you're able to do it, absolutely. I will be right on the side. Go dice. Go yeah, dice. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, that ain't my gift. You ain't trying to do that. No, be- I never want to be a street racer. That's not my, my thing. Yeah, we slowed and screwed, you know what I'm saying? Rims <laughs> off, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 15's in the trunk. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm two miles an hour so everybody see me. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't speeding down the street, Dice, so pray for me. Uh, yeah, you know, do your thing. <laughs> Once again, it. you tuned into the fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And of course, we got another hot show again for you guys today. Going to take you uh, into an exclusive interview, got a chance to sit down with the executive producer and the producer for the unspoken documentary. Um, this is a powerful documentary that actually jo- drops on Juneteenth, uh, this upcoming Sunday. And listen, it's, listen, they're looking to break down all the myths and barriers about is, uh, Christianity a white man's, um, religion so this documentary is very powerful um it's powered by jude three project uh lisa fields as well as don uh carry are the executive producer and producers on this so got a chance to talk to them about the movie and listen you, you don't want to miss this conversation very powerful conversation i got a chance to have and I, i'm excited because they they have a whole it's a whole movement behind this dice so it's not mm. just a documentary they have curriculum that's coming out they're mm-hmm. also going to have online classes they're also talking about a tour that they're going to do about this to just educate people on it so you definitely want to keep it locked for this um exclusive interview and definitely follow unspoken.com for more updates we, we, we got a real talk topic dice yes the dice, 
the dice are always comes up with these, <laughs> these, these, these thought provoking, uh, conversations that we're going to have. So what are we talking about today, dice? Listen, well, we're going to talk about what is the Christian responsibility concerning money and finances. Ooh-wee. So we're going to get into it today. We just, so lost, we just <laughs> lost 10,000 listeners right there. Oh my. <laughs> 10,000 just said, wait a minute. That, that ain't, we don't I don't know if that's of the Lord to speak about that it, in my it, business. Listen. All in my business. <laughs> listen, the Lord got a lot to say concerning money. We're just going to talk about it. I mean, there's some blessing in managing your finances. And the Bible has a lot to say and a lot, a lot of tips to help you do that. So we're going to revisit them. We want to be in right standing with the Lord, but we also want to be blessed. And we want to get rid of the misconception of money and having it. I think that's a big one for me. It's like people, uh, I don't know who was teaching that, that we were supposed to be broke because we're not. No, we're not. We're definitely supposed not. to be broke, bro. Right, listen, 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 we're called <laughs> kings and queens for a reason. I don't know if they broke kings and queens from a biblical standpoint. I don't get They was, no, they was, you know. I'm just saying they had a little change. They, they had a little change, little acres, you know what I'm saying? A little, 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 little that. So yeah, let's, let's be real. So yeah, that's going to be a great conversation. Yeah. Listen, uh, keep it locked. Uh, these next two hours, you already know, uh, we about to get into it. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some music. Uh, we got music on the way from Joey Vontez as yeah. well as Paris Careers. But right now we're going to start off with our brother D tall, finally free. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix and the fix is in. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Tune back into the fix. Your source for faith and views, hip hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM, channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. You already know you're rocking with your boy DJ Focus, and I'm blessed. These two, they're doing something epic. We have these conversations on the Fix Radio show um, when it comes to uh, spirituality and religion and is religion, the, uh, is, is religion the white man's religion. We've had these conversations multiple times, and I'm excited when I heard that. We finally have some people who really wanted to push it forward and really put together. Listen, they put together a full deck. It's not just a, they have a documentary. They got a workbook. They got all type of resources that they're bringing forth to allow for people to study. We always talk about that. I got to go on a little rant real quick because we always talk about, listen, know your history when it comes to biblical history. Don't just go off of what people tell you. The information is there. But listen, I'm excited to have with us right now Don Carey as well as Lisa Fields of the Unspoken Documentary, which is dropping next week. How y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good. Christopher Lamarck is the director. I'm the producer and Don is the executive producer. Listen, Lisa, can you start it off before we get into the documentary? Can you maybe share a little bit of your faith story, maybe how you developed your relationship with Christ before we get into the conversation? Yeah, that's a great question. So I grew up in the church. I'm a PK. And as I like to say, if you grew up in the church and you've been to a ton of youth revivals, you probably got saved at every one of them. (laughs) But my faith became my own in undergrad, in college, uh, when I really was wrestling with my faith, taking a New Testament course. And my professor was sharing um, kind of contradictions or supposed contradictions in scripture. And it really rocked me. And through that, my father introduced me to apologetics. And that helped me navigate that space. And it was one night where I was like, God, I still am unsure 
and he he said uh the my I was playing Bible lottery my Bible opened up to John where he said you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood and some disciples left and he looked at Peter and said will you also go and Peter said where can I go you have the words of eternal life and that to me clicked and I was like God you are the you are the one that sustained me I'm going to put my trust in you and help other people navigate their questions so I have to ask before I get to Don by you being a PK what was that what was when was that moment that you finally said you know what I'm going to submit to God and not allow for my parents to make put this on me when, when did you develop that relationship for your personal self in undergrad that night undergrad. oh wow right then yeah that's amazing that's amazing Don can you share a little bit of your faith story with the people sure so not not too dissimilar from Lisa um I am a PK as well actually wow. my degree is stamped full of prophets preachers teachers evangelists um every title that you can have in the, within a ministry but my, my faith was um severely shaken growing up my, my mother raised me and my three sisters by herself and we would sing songs in in the culture tradition during offering times you know if you want to be blessed you know pay a tithing offering if you want more given to the poor and I, I would look and see um hold on because my mother gives every sunday but we're poor <laughs> how, how can we give to the poor when we are poor uh so i um i, I began to lose faith in christianity and what completely took me away from the faith was my freshman year in college. I took an African studies course and for about an hour, every uh, single day of the first week, the professor railed on Christianity. It was, you know, stolen from African religions, the dancing and the drums and even the Holy Spirit. And I didn't have the tools to combat that. So uh, around 2005, I started following what has become consciousness, (laughs) right? Right. Even before it was really um, popular to be so. But the thing that changed me uh, was when I, I made it to the NFL in 2009 and I walked into the Jacksonville Jaguar locker room and I'm looking at several men who are multimillionaires, have no material need in life, and they're bowing their need to the same God that my poor mother bowed her need to. And it, it caused me to take a step back and really look at this faith again. And I asked the question, God, if you're real, show me. Mm. And he did. And I've, I've been a sold out believer uh, since 2011. So how did you how did you two come together for produ- production wise? How did you guys meet? So uh, it was really uh, providential. So some years ago, our director, Chris Mark, came to me and said, I want to do a documentary. I followed the G3 project. I love what y'all doing. I want to do a documentary with the scholars you have on there on early African Christianity and dispelling this myth. It's Christian and white man's religion. I was like, that's great. I don't have the money to do that. Uh, he was like, I'll do it for free. I was like, I still don't have the money to do it because it's not just you producing it. We have to fly in the different people, all of that stuff. And so I kind of put that on the back burner. Fast forward, Adam Coleman, I'm not sure if you know him. He's True ID Apologetics. hit me up and said, hey, there's a NFL player named Don Carey that wants to do a documentary. Um, I told him he should hit you up because you know all the scholars. I was like, okay, cool. Um, we got connected uh, by Providence. Don had just got left Detroit from the Lions. He had been there, I don't know, maybe nine or ten years. Eight years. Eight years. And he got traded back to the Jaguars. And I, I live in Jacksonville. So I was like, oh, well, we decided to meet. Um, and I met him and his wife. 
and they told me their heart for the documentary. I shared um, mine and I was told them that I had a director that approached me about this some years ago. So they had the resources. I had the uh, the network and Chris had the uh, filming skills. And so God brought us all together in that way. That's amazing. So let's let's talk about this 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 documentary with you guys putting it together. What was the the blueprint that you guys wanted to give to the masses, the people? Because you you guys have so much that goes with this documentary. So speak a little bit to everything that comes with this documentary. Sure. So I I can talk to that. Um, The documentary touches on all of the pain point questions and claims that individuals make against Christianity from the comedic standpoint or the conscious community. And we, we thought the best way to address all of these objections and claims is to just tell history. Right. So the, you could break our documentary into um, six parts, really. And the, the part one of the documentary, we touch on those claims as honest and open um, as we can, because at, at the end of the day, we don't get to choose what objections and claims that people have or what stumbling blocks that people are dealing with that prevent them from saying the, the truth of the gospel. So a lot of times we, when you're dealing with individuals who are struggling with these things, it, 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 you, you have the temptation to want to just go straight to the gospel without dealing with the stumbling blocks that prevent them from seeing the gospel. Mm-hmm. So part one, we, we, we tackle those objections. What are the objections? Are, are they valid? And then we go through history. We start in, in the, the biblical text itself. What is the black presence in the Bible? Um, you don't you don't have the word Africa in the Bible. So how can you tell if somebody is black? Well, OK, but what does their name mean? What, what about the city that they're from? What does that tell us? What context do we have? Moving on from there, we go into early African Christianity. Who brought the gospel to Africa? Um, how early did it get? there? What was the response of the indigenous people? Was it forced on them? Uh, things of that nature. And then we, we, we talk about the relationship between um, Christianity and Constantine, uh, Christianity and Nicaea, Christianity and Islam, Christianity and colonialism, Christianity and slavery. All of those things we, we, we tackle. We talk, we talk about how far south Christianity got, how far west Christianity got prior to slavery, so prior to 1619. Um, Then we move on to the Americas. Okay, we open up with what is this thing called um, the invisible right church right slaves and um and enslaved people enslavers how could they have seen christianity what was their interaction with christianity and we talk about the black church uh civil rights movement black liberation theology and then we kind of bring it home to the modern day context so in in, in a nutshell and then then we end with the gospel we are christians we end with the gospel John, do you think the, the church has moved into the entertainment space in, in the fact that instead of reading and studying, we're more want to be entertained and shown like video content compared to being able to open that book? You, you know, I, I would say the Church of America definitely has began to slide into that that arena that you're discussing discussing and is really um, rich people problems. So if, if, if you look mm-hmm. at throughout history, um, mo- most of our brothers and sisters around the world are, are either running for their lives or having to meet in some some church, or if you're in China, having to meet underground. Um, but we're we're nice and comfortable within the four walls of our church, and we're wanting to be entertained by our preacher, just like we're entertained by our celebrities. Uh, so that yeah, I agree that is creeping into the church. But the Bible kind of anticipates this. 
right? Um, it talks about, you know, at the end of the age, people will start listening to, you know, what, what, what tickles their ears instead of what the true gospel is. But every now and again, the Lord raises up somebody like Lisa Fields, you know, with the Jew three project and other individuals are part of the documentary to kind of help pull people back to the faith. So she has that, um, that evangelist role that she, that she's in with her apologetics work. And this documentary really is an outwork of that. Listen, can you guys talk about this stellar cast that you guys put together? Like, how did y'all put this cast together? Cause like I was watching like, this is this is it. How did you guys come about that? And I'm pretty sure I, it probably was some people that was on the list that y'all probably crossed off. But how, how did you guys narrow it down to like, all right, this is who we need to get everything out and so the people can receive it? So I'll, I'll let Lisa touch on this as well. But the, the individuals that you see the documentary have expertise and particular time periods and can expound on that expertise apart from bringing in political influence. Right. So how, how do we have these conversations in a genuine way uh, that is God honoring, that is true to history, but that doesn't lead somebody to to want to bring in a conversation about being a Democrat or Republican? That, that, sometimes that's pretty difficult to do. Uh, but again, it's by God's design to have someone like Lisa, who has these connections, who can, who's been waiting through uh, this environment for years now, who can point us to the right people who can give us the information we needed. No, that's good. Listen, Don, you said something. I got to ask this before I go to another question with Lisa. Uh, you, you said something about Democrats and Republicans. Can you talk about, uh, give me your, your opinion on, you know, church and politics? You know, I, unfortunately, every time there's a race, there's always a division. To me personally, when I look on social media and, you know, whether you're left or you're right, I, I just feel like, aren't we believers first, you know, with some of the, the jargon and some of the conversations that go on when the political race is going. So can you speak about that, you know, to your, you know, in your opinion? Sure. No, I, I agree with you. We are believers first and everything that we do uh, should be influenced by what the Bible tells us firstly, not what a political party tells us, not what a political ideology tells us. I don't care if a person identifies as Republican or Democrat. Um, I, I care if a person knows the Lord's Savior. Um, Jesus Christ. And I, with, when individuals set aside their Christianity to do what is politically expedient, I got a problem with that. Um, but if individuals can um, walk out their Christian faith, whether it's in the Democrat Party or the Republican Party, then I'm, I'm completely I'm open to that. And th there's a moment in the documentary where we have a song in a graphic uh, by KB is about a quarter of the way through where where he says, um, um, that is not my savior. That's a politician. Right. And, and we intensely bring on the screen a picture of President Barack Obama and President Donald Trump to show that, hey, these polarizing individuals, both on the left and the right, are not the source of our salvation. The source of our salvation is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, there has to be something that allows us to rise above the political discourse that we have within our country, um, something that can unite us in solidarity and Nothing but the precious blood of Jesus Christ can do that. Listen, can you can you speak a little bit about the curriculum and also the online course that's going to follow this at some point, just so that people know about it? Yeah. So, so the curriculum um, closely mirrors the documentary, and that we touch on some of the same um, issues that we talk about in the documentary, but we go a little deeper. So, I'll give an example. There, there's a moment in the documentary where we're, we're 
introducing the concept or the event of the Council of Nicaea. And Adam Coleman quickly touches on four hubs of Christianity. So Antioch, Jerusalem, Rome, and uh, Alexandria, Egypt. We don't tell you why those are hubs. We, we, we don't have the time to tell you why those are hubs. Uh, we, we talk about some of the early church fathers, so some of the, you know, some some of the church uh, church mothers like uh, Vivio and Perpetual, but we don't really get a chance to deep dive into their history and their background because it, it'll it'll be a thirty hour documentary. The curriculum allows us to take a step back you know, break down the documentary a little more and go deeper and bring in some other concepts that we didn't have time to talk about in the film. So I feel, I feel like this is a, this is a lead for something else. What's next after we, we, we roll out with unspoken. I feel like y'all, y'all not done. Y'all got some stuff on the shelf. Let's talk about that before I get y'all out of here. <laughs> so we, we, we have ideas. Um, but right now we, we are, we are knee deep in unspoken. Um, the, heritage of Africa. And when this is done, we're going to hit on our knees and 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 pray to the Lord to tell us what he wants us to do next. Uh, Lisa touched on the fact that we're together is by God's providence. Right? So when we're done, we're going to go back to what brought us together to the Lord and see what he wants us to do next. Will there be a tour, Lisa? Will, will we see an unspoken tour going around to maybe churches or just different places, you know, with the curriculum? Is that something that you guys are probably talking about? Yeah, we've had talks about a, a tour, so we'll see um, in this in this post COVID world, tours look a little different. So we'll have to see what the Lord does with that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm definitely praying, and, and if it, God put it on y'all spirit to come to Cleveland, Ohio, we definitely will receive you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, Lisa and Don, can you tell the people how they can connect with you, how they can follow you, and where they can uh, go watch the movie when it releases? Yeah, so uh, you can follow me at on, on all social media platforms at Jew3Project or at Lisa V. Fields. Um, you can get the movie at unspokenmovie.com. All the links will be there. Um, and I don't know Don's social handles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really a, a social media guy, but the Unspoken Documentary, we, we have social media, Unspoken underscore documentary on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you, you can check out some trailers and some backstage and bonus footage on YouTube. Uh, look for our channel, Unspoken, there. Um, and, and individuals who are in Chicago, um, we're going to be having a premiere there. June 16th, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lady in God. Chicago, Progressive Baptist Church. You have to uh, go to their church website to, to register for that screening. Yeah, we have, we have very limited space. Very limited space. Okay. Listen, I appreciate you guys taking some time out to talk about your unspoken movie. Listen, uh, I, I'm definitely excited for you guys and definitely will be praying with you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. Keep it locked. You tuned into the fix. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You tune back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop and R&B right here on Sirius XM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. Happy Tuesday, Kings and Queens. DJ Focus and Dice Gamble checking back in. 
Welcome back. We pray, uh, you know, y'all get, y'all getting up this morning. Wake up, wake up. Mm-hmm. Come on. Let's mm-hmm. get to work. Uh, let's have a great productive day today, kings and queens. Mm-hmm. But now it's time. Let's, let's, uh, you know, let's get into this real talk topic, Dice. I, I love, uh, having these conversations with Dice. Once again, you know, it, it, y'all not going to get free. Me and Dice don't get free. So Come on now. Pray that these things bless y'all. So what are we talking about today, Dice? Right. We're just talking about the Christian responsibility and how to manage money and your finances. Like, are, are we doing it? Are we doing it the biblical way? Um, and, and just what does the Bible say about it? What has God already said about money? So I think, I don't know about you, Focus, but in a black household coming up, money was not discussed. I didn't really learn about money until I went off to school, you know, or started being a part of groups or part of churches or just I had to be around people that actually had money. And um, you guys can uh, hit up the Ramsey Solution website. They got a nice quote on there about the Federal Reserve. They said they uh, 39% of Americans do not even have $400 cash on hand for an emergency. Wait a minute, run that back. 30, 39% of American households couldn't handle a $400 emergency right now. So cash on hand. Wow. Cash, that's And that's according to the Federal Reserve. So, um, yeah, so you may have a lot of things, but you don't have any money so that i mean it's we need to talk about it. i mean i can't tell you how many people ask for money i had somebody text me yesterday and ask me for some money somebody who should have some money <laughs> you know so we I'm, I'm just learning like man people have a lot of stuff but sometimes they don't they don't even have any money man in the bank i mean savings retirement can't go on a vacation i can't tell you how many times we asked a brother or sister to hey you want to meet us in hawaii or mexico and they're like can't do that I'm like yeah, but you're on the internet flossing like you you really got you know like what what are we talking about? Ooh. So I mean I'm just, I'm just keeping it real and I mean in all honesty like my you know praise God for uh, being broke because me and my husband got to experience that a few years back and so now we even put ourselves on plans to, a no spend plan you know like we are not spending money until this particular day or once we spend this all this is gone that's it like so just managing and budgeting we had to figure out our our habits and I think that's what couples and young people they don't do they're like what are my weaknesses <laughs> I need to know what those are because I don't want to fail my future so it's important that I learn what I'm very quick to give uh, my money to and there's another statistic that talks about um, especially in uh, African-American households their your paycheck only stays in your pocket for six hours only yeah. six hours six six hours six hours that's it and then you just almost to zero and I was like man we need to talk about this so you know, let's get into it. Um, a lot of people go ahead. What you what you got to say? No, no, you you said so much. So I want to go back. So <laughs> one, we we definitely um shouts out to Cray. Being broke made me rich. Man, when you said that, I was like, oh man, I thought of the Cray and that um, being broke made me rich. Um, I think th- I agree. Money is not taught, unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. in uh, the African American f- family household for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I take that back. It's not, I, I, we, we need to look up the stat of how, you know, how it's being talked. Cause I know sure. some households that you know, we're not going to generalize and just say that. So I, yeah. I get that. Some houses are, but most households, I would argue, just like you would say, um, mm. it's not taught. Mm-mm. One, um, the importance of money, something that Dave Ramsey, cause you brought up, uh, Dave Ramsey, um, mm-hmm. he said every dollar needs to have a name. Yeah. I, that was one of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard in my life. Cause I never thought about that. Like, what do you mean every dollar needs a name? He's like, no, every dollar needs to have its name. So okay. you should have your tithes and offerings. Yep. That should, you know, that should be have a dollar on it. Your savings, mm-hmm. the college fund, mm-hmm. the, the save for the car fund, mm-hmm. yes. 
every single dollar. There should not mm-hmm. be a dollar that you just have where he would say uh, uh, willy nilly with it, where you don't mm-hmm. make sure you do it. But to have that for every every um, dollar to have a name, that means you actually have to sit down with some type of strategic budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when, when are we taught budgets? Never. That was foreign to me until I got married, being honest with you. It was foreign to me until I moved out. And then my mom, she was like, you got to have a budget. You know, you got to have your clothes budget in there, your food. But like, I mean, even in living in the house, I knew budgeting was happening, but I wasn't involved in the process. Like, you know, I wasn't sat down as a teenager and, you know, nothing was brought up on the screen or, you know, or the checkbooks rolled out or whatever. It wasn't taught like, hey, yeah, this is how much it costs to live mm-hmm. <laughs> your life. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, I, I, I appreciate my parents. They're amazing and they were great with taking care of us. But it's just the conversations that I had to learn, like how to maintain it. You know, I don't know, man. It's just a whole lot. Like you, you just mentioned the tithe. Like um, I've been to a lot of churches and people often want to debate. Well, tithing isn't this and it isn't that. Uh, Jesus was OK with the tithe. He was OK with that 10 percent off straight off the top. Like he was not against that at all. And, uh, you know, Malachi 3, 8 through 10. Regarding the tie, will a, will a mere mortal rob God yet rob me? But you ask, how are we robbing you in tithes and offering? You are under the curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. So it's like, you know, the Lord is trying to explain here, like, it's all mine anyway. <laughs> it's, it's all mine. It's just a test of your heart. I'm trying to see that thing that's, it's your heart. It's a heart issue. Like people think it's some money. Oh, I just can't afford to pay all the rest of what I got. No, it's like the Lord is testing your faith. He's trying to see um, if you believe him. And he also, there's a blessing behind it. I don't even think people look at that second half of that verse where he's like, I'm trying to open up the floodgates of heaven and and really bless you in a way that you ain't going to be able to handle it. But you can't even give me 10. I can't get 10%. So the, so that I can take care of my, my church, my widows, my homeless, you know, my, like the people that actually need things, you know? So, I mean, I think, I think people need to start right there at that Malachi. And um, I mean, that thing will open up the floodgates of heaven as Malachi says, so. What do you think about that? No, I think that's powerful. And, and, and as you talk about, uh, of course, we know God is our source. He will provide everything. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the thing that stuck out to me uh, was stewardship. Mm-hmm. I think we look past that stewardship. God wants us to be good stewards of our finances mm-hmm. uh, and of our money. So I think the, the first thing, absolutely, I think it should be there should be money that goes to tithes and offerings, or even if you just give the tithe, because I know the mm-hmm. offering is extra. extra. So yeah. you have, if you have overflow, you give the offering. But as long as you give the tithe, you give mm-hmm. the tenth of everything that comes into your storehouse, mm-hmm. God is pleased with that. He's going to bless that. Now, mm-hmm. next, you have to be a steward over the 90. So mm-hmm. you gave away the 10%. Mm-hmm. Over the 90, you have to be a good steward. I think the first thing we should talk about when you talk about being a good steward over the 90 is mm-hmm. savings. Mm-hmm. You brought up, you brought up a, a great point. You just said oh, 39%. Households don't even have four hundred dollars right now for emergency. Oh, don't have it. No, no, we have. I was guilty in the past of it, but yeah, mm-hmm. praise God that, you know, I've God has opened my eyes and mm-hmm. we've got on a, a accord. And me and my wife have been solid. I would say for like almost the last 10 to 12 years mm-hmm. where 
we we don't play with our finances. We mm-hmm. have this we have this thing in this house. We still do the Dave Ramsey thing where we we put the envelopes. envelopes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put envelopes on each other. So like yeah. that, like every time uh, one of us gets paid, we we make sure we take care of everything. So we do tides, saving, mm-hmm. uh, any vacation that we want to do, mm-hmm. and then we pay all our bills. And, and notice I said that in that yeah, order. So that's right. Tides. We do savings, Myself. we do vacationing, mm-hmm. and then we do anything that, you know, we need to take care of, of the, the utilities, the, the car notes, uh, you know, mortgage, whatever, all that's all their food, everything. Mm-hmm. So that taught us a system that, 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 that we have to continue to always obey by, even though if we don't want to. And that's the thing. Sometimes we're leaving, we're living, uh, above what we should be living in. So a lot of things mm-hmm. we want these things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're nice. But did you plan for it? Did you save the money for it or did you just go out and emotionally buy it? And I'm guilty of it. I, I am a shopper, Dice. I like to shop. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like the old school mall shopper. I like to just go on a Saturday, walk <laughs> through the mall. I, I'm window shopping. I ain't, I don't really need to really buy anything, but it's therapeutic to me. So pray for me. I don't know why, but it's like therapeutic. therapeutic. To me. I love like, it. Oh my Lord. My goodness. I'm walking, you know, I'm a sneakerhead. So of course I'm going to my sneaker boutiques first. You know, then I go to my little urban stores, you know, maybe give me a fresh pair of jeans, you yeah. know, old school Jabot jeans. That's when, yeah. when back in the day you buy to go buy you a fresh pair of Jabot's, but you know, I'm buying the later designs. Not so, but, but I had to. Um, have a conversation with my wife and my wife understood that listen mm. this is a big part of who i am so she said all right let's get a budget to where yeah. when you want to go do these things you want to mm-hmm. go buy this this and that mm-hmm. we'll save for it so that way boom when it drops mm-hmm. you got a thousand dollars to go do whatever you want to do with it and it's not taken away from the household no <laughs> nothing is stressed and the whole night so it's really preparation and being a good steward mm-hmm. over those finances absolutely absolutely I mean, that's that's obviously a very biblical thing uh, to do right there is uh, being being a good steward. But um, you are correct in saying the planning part and the storing up. It's Proverbs 21 and 20. That's the one. And it's uh, the wise store up choice food and olive oil. But fools gulp theirs down. And that's uh, Proverbs 21 and 20. I like that scripture because I don't I can't say I don't think a lot of people think about it. But we've had a situation over here where people just don't plan for future. You know, it's like they live day to day and live the check to check, you know, even if they won't confess that they're living check to check. But it's like they don't think that, hey, maybe later on down the line. There's something I want to do. I want to get a new refrigerator or maybe the ACE, the HVAC goes out, you know, like maybe I want to go on an extra vacation because I, I see a flight. Like, you know, a lot of people don't think like, you know, how am I going to handle an emergency or like a medical emergency? You know, like we've been put in that position before. Like our son had to have an emergency. He had to get his appendix taken out like last minute, you know, and it's like now, you know, like it's going to burst right now. But you, you really should be storing up something for the future. For the future, because something's going to happen. There will be a need. There will always be a need. If you don't know anything about having money right now, you already know. There will always be a need. This is one I wanted to talk about because I think we kicked it off. We were talking about family. Like you said, you and your wife have a system put in place. The Bible is clear about taking care of your family. First Timothy 5 and 8 says, if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied his faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people talk about, you know, you a, a preacher or a pastor say it. My family is my first ministry. Like that is my ministry. Because if if you can't take care of your household, you don't need a ministry. You don't need a church. You don't need nothing else. Like you have to take care of your home. God blessed you with that family, your family. 
and you need to steward everything that concerning that whole family. So having a roof over your head, food on the table, you know, bills paid on time. I mean, like, or, or even in advance, you know, shout out to the people who pay their stuff ahead of time too and got six months cash, you know, ready to go for whatever it is. But managing the home is very, very clear. Taking care of your family is very, very clear from a biblical standpoint, a financial standpoint. So, and you and I both know the reason why people get divorced, 50% is, is caused by finances. So it's just like us not handling our money as couples and things like that. Like it just brings a stress strife and, and, um, and the Bible gives us so many different ways to kind of check that in the gate. So it's like, you need to be seeing what each other needs. Like what are each other's needs? And that involves communication and having a good relationship. So just that first Timothy, you are worse than an unbeliever if you don't manage if you don't manage your money, I was like, dog, like that's, that's amazing. And I think it's just because there's, God has blessed you. So blessed us all so richly. It's like, why would you not take care of what the things that God has given you already? So, um, yeah, like providing for the family is a big one, you know, paying your tithe, you know, honoring the house of the Lord. That's, that's a big one. Um, and then paying back people that, you know, if you ever have to borrow something, we've been in those situations before, but paying back folk, I didn't even realize how many of those scriptures were in the Bible. Like I can't, I can't even tell you how many times we went, oh, let me borrow this. We gave, listen, me and my husband have this thing now. If we give it, we don't want it. And that's, if we give it, we don't want it back. Like, and we are very clear. Like if we are able to bless you, we don't want it back because before we used to just keep saying, okay, okay, well, you know, whenever you got it, you know, I'll pay us back and then you'll be waiting and you're waiting. And it's like the contention happens because this person hasn't given back the money that they borrowed and said they could repay or even in the time frame. And so finally, you know, Lord was really like, listen, if you're giving from your overflow and it, it, like you said, it's the offering, it's not the tithe, it's the offering. So it's like, we will just say, oh God, that was for you. Like, obviously, because Hey, we don't want it back. We just trying to bless folk. You know, that's that's powerful just, just in that. And mm-hmm. I think it was well something that God revealed to us. And mm-hmm. I know he revealed it to you and your uh, your husband too as well. Mm-hmm. The wisdom in understanding that you do not have it to give. So if this is going to take away from your household, that's using good wisdom to say, all right, I'm going to give you $500 that I might need next month mm-hmm. and depend on you to pay for it back. That's mm-hmm. not even the wisdom. So mm-hmm. that's... It's horrible. Psalm 37, 21 says the wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. But just like there are people who they don't have any. They are not trying to repay you like they're just trying to get money. Trust me, I got a lot of sisters out there. and I have one in particular who I already know. It don't matter what she say. Like, <laughs> like you're not trying to give me. You're just bad. You're not trying to give my money back. Just tell me you need the money. You know, it is what it is. But. Um, even debt that causes debt and the Bible is very clear about us not being in debt and owing anybody, you know, oh, no, nothing but love. Like that is it. Like we should not be owing people. So it just, it just feels really good to not owe, you know, to, to not be in debt. And if here's the thing, if you can't pay for it right now, you don't need it. Thanks. Listen, you're tuned into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, army and poetry, DJ focus and dice gamble. We got to pay some bills. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. You tune back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B and poetry right here on Sirius XM channel 154. Holy culture radio. Happy Tuesday. Kings and Queens, DJ focus and dice gamble. And listen, we're, we're, we're in this great conversation. Dice talking about this money, 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 <laughs> money, 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 money. So before we went to break, uh, dice, you started to talk about, um, the difference between wants 
and needs and how how do we identify what what do we what do we want mm-hmm. compared to what do we need for our household or individually Man. so i often you know of course you know me and dice are a little seasoned so you know we grew up on you know uh in, in the late 70s early 80s on on. Uh, on good times i think yes. good one of the best um um depictions of uh uh inner city uh, family who didn't have really anything. Let's be honest. They didn't really have anything, but what they did have, they always made miracles out of it, uh, in this, in this household. So, you know, you always had the father who was always going out. He was trying to do the best he could, you know, working at different jobs, getting fired, getting laid off and working mm-hmm. at different jobs. And he had three kids that he had to, and a wife that he had to, uh, you know, pretty much take care of. And mm-hmm. we know, uh, Florida eventually went out and started working too as well, but mm-hmm. they were always, ne- it was never enough money to go around but that's the example of somebody who is absolutely trying to get there trying to get better uh employment better job skills and get to that level so they're not really mishandling their money because they don't really have any money now let's 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 bring it up to now modern day we know we have a lot of people who are not living that good good times like they will never say they're going to stay in the projects of an urban community in a in a efficiency that was really like a efficiency uh park i wasn't even they, they say it was two bedrooms i that little corner was so that small was tight. Little corner it was the bathroom and then it was it was supposed to be uh the room that uh um uh florida and uh james shared as well as um uh thelma and then you know we we know the son slept on the couch yeah <laughs> But I always looked at that camera angle like, how is it two bedrooms back there and the bathroom? It just, it don't seem like it's in, that, in my mind. I'm sorry. But we know a lot of people in today's <laughs> believers. And I ain't talking about people. Forget that. We're going to talk about believers. Yeah. People that go labor with every Sunday, every Wednesday, a Bible study day uh, with would never live in a project area in today's age. So what do they do? Some of them, and I'm not saying all of them, they mm. go out and of course they want to get the condos, they want to get the townhouses mm. because they look good, because they want to keep up some type of status of, you know, I've arrived or right. whatever it may be. Right. I really argue that some of them are not praying enough and, and they're not humbling themselves enough to say, listen, absolutely, this could be something I could get maybe five years, two years from now if I prepare properly, save, uh, pay some debt off or whatever it may be. But no, I want it now. I want it now. <laughs> I mean that now. That, that you, you trying to have a microwave, God? You, I mean you gonna be you gonna be burnt in the end. Like it. I mean the Bible is very clear about not being found wanting. I mean we can we can pull so many scriptures about not. You know the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Let's just get on that twenty third Psalms and stay right there for your whole life. But and here's the thing: it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it's liking nice things there's nothing wrong with wanting a nice house i mean everybody wants a nice house everybody wants a nice car everybody i mean we have a lot of different wants however i think we start to covet other people's things and the bible is very clear about not coveting your neighbors anything and now now we want that like you don't even know why you want it you want it because you saw somebody else with it like and here's the thing a lot of times you don't want to go through what they went through to get it you know, right. it's, it, so all I'm saying is we're very prayerful about whatever our next thing is like, you know, OK, God, we saw, you know, A, B and C, you know, however, um, 
trust me if that's not for us like lord please show us like you know what i'm saying like it ain't that we gotta want that or have that but it's like you know if we're believing god for a new home that's how we roll over here like lord we believe in you for a new home why so that all of our kids could have space for their kid you know vice versa so it's like i think sometimes you got to know your why of your want you know i mean what is the purpose like are you wanting the new car to show off to people at work when you pull up are you wanting the new house so you can talk about it you know start posting pictures because you see everybody else on the internet doing this uh let me just show the glamorous things in my life on the instant instagram so it's like you know why do you even want what you want and here's the thing can you afford it because i think we're talking about money so it's like i think it should be based on your income and and this is after you've given the lord uh, you know, his, his part. So it's like, now let's talk about what fits within our wheelhouse. Like how much money do we have to live off of our basic necessities and needs, taking care of our family, like the Bible says, and then can we afford that next big thing? You know, and, I mean, it's just like, you always want to be in the, in the will of the Lord. And I think we walk in sin. And now, you know, when it comes to uh, trying to acquire more than we can handle. So now we're paying the bill late or we're not paying the bill at all, or we're getting charged way more, which is taken away from us caring for our home. It's like you having this heart to get into something that the Lord hasn't given you. And it hurts you. And a lot of people think, well, I've been praying for this and I've been praying for that. And, oh, look, I got a new credit card in the mail. It's it's <laughs> it's not real money. Credit card, not real money. Right. You know, it's debt. Like, so it's like you have to understand that's not of God. God does not want us in debt. We are told not to owe anything. You know, we're I mean, we were taught that. So I, it's just about using wisdom when it comes to managing your finances and your money. And I promise you, the, the little guardrails that we've been talking about today, like if we were to follow those and be honestly just stay in the Lord with that thing, he's he's very faithful. And then the Lord is always ready to bless us above. But it's like we, we have to honor that small part that he's given us already. So, um, you know, that's that Matthew 25, 23. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of a lot of things, you know. And actually after that, it says, come and share your master's happiness. Like these things bring the Lord joy when we manage our lives correctly. And if you're really building your relationship with the Lord, it becomes like a real relationship. You know, it is definitely a, a back and forth where you want to please the Lord. It's not just give me God, give me God, give me. So a lot of people's relationship is give me God. It's not, Lord, what am I giving? Like, how am I blessing? Like, you know, am I making you happy? Am I and I am I being a good servant? It's never looked at as like, you know, and what am I bringing to the table? It's like, God, what are you doing for me today? Mm. So, I don't know, man. Conditional, yeah, that's good. But uh, wanting, yeah, you can want a lot of stuff. And you can pray. And here's the thing: uh, the devil can put stuff in your way too. So you out here talking about all the stuff you want all the time. Some of y'all need to keep that silent in your little prayer circles, a room, a closet, or just with your personal mate. Because uh, it's, 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 even though we live in this life, there is definitely a spiritual, a spiritual uh, warfare going on concerning your finances. And trust me, anything that the enemy sees is in your heart that could jack you up or trip you up. He will throw that right in your walkway, right in your walk path. And you're like, oh, you know, and then here we go. Like Jesus ain't tell you go by that. Lord ain't tell you go by that. It's just something you've been lusting after. And now you have an opportunity to take some money that is allotted for something else and, put, and go get that. It's never worth it. Oh, you know, some, something I had to get free of. Uh, uh, you know, seriously, like I used to, <laughs> when I was in debt, <laughs> 
I used to argue with the creditors. So the creditors would call you. You know, you, you, know you get no call. No, no, sir. I'm going to get free because I know, you know, some of your cousins ain't going to say this dice, but this is the real reality of it. I, I was guilty of it too as well. And I had to ask forgiveness. I, I used to get upset. I'd be, you know, at work or out somewhere, you know, get, you get that call, ring, 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 ring. You know, so it's a, it's a tele, tele call or whatever y'all want to call them, you know, so you answer it. Hey, hey, how you doing, Mr. Such and Such? And yeah, we were looking to get your payment. Listen, I, I told you guys, I'll pay you guys when I get it. You know, this is what I would say back to them. Like, I, like, I wasn't indebted to them. They, so they gave me the credit card or they gave me the service. Now it's time for me to pay for it. I don't have the money to pay for it. And to your point, because I never should have done the service in the first place or I never should have accepted the credit card in the first place because I was already in the hole as it was. And one didn't understand how to effectively manage money to save, to pay off bills. And then once I was living above what I really needed, like, okay, I only make uh, $2,000 a month, but I'm going to run up $3,500 worth of stuff. Where does other $1,500 coming from? It's not just like a poof, uh, Jimmy going to... <laughs> make it show up you know what i'm saying so a lot of us uh were running like rat races as, as you would call it because we were trying to live above what we should live and that, that was my personal thing when i understood how to manage it effectively it took my whole life to a whole nother level and i and listen i i i also used to I, I, I was one who had to break down the love of money is the root of all evil because I used to chase money. I, that was just my thing. I, I always felt like I come from um, um, pretty much nothing. And yes, I wanted to be a successful millionaire or I wanted to be a successful athlete or businessman or whatever it may be. So I always was chasing money uh with the wrong motives it's nothing wrong with being a good successful you know athlete business person and and, and if god blesses you to be one of the best in that and get compensated for it that's fine but i was chasing for the wrong reason so that was something else that i looked at and god uh, he took me to uh the scripture that he always he always took me to was uh hebrews 13 and 5 keep your life free from love of money Mm -hmm. and be content with what you have Mm -hmm. let me let me say that that part one more time Keep your life free of the love of money and be content with what you have. I, that was always a struggle for me. I was never content with just saying, wow, walk in this house, turn these lights on, lights is on. Wow, I can put some out, pull some out of the refrigerator, make me something to eat tonight. Wow, I can go upstairs, I can take me a hot shower. Like those little things, we, we just negate. We think we're supposed to have those, but a lot of people... Or don't even have those little things right there of just saying, Hey, I can go into a, a place. I'm secure. I can make me a good meal. I can bathe and, and make sure I got proper hygiene to get ready for the next day. Those right there are, are just like blessings. But of course, you know, we want to be in the, the, the penthouse with, you know, seven bedrooms we don't even need. You know what I'm saying? We want to have, uh, you, you brought this up, Dice. We want to have, uh, uh, three to four cars in the car. I mean, in the yard and we can only drive one at a time. Why do you need three cars if, if that ain't the plan for your life? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We, we got to get better. I think we, we have to get better. We have to take more, take it seriously. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you're good. I'm just, I'm, I'm just laughing because I mean, like you said, being seasoned and walking through different seasons of financial literacy, you understand like the things I used to do though, they did not honor God in any way. Like all the credit I was given, I had no intention on repaying any of that. You know what I'm saying? Like everything, hospital bills and surgeries, people doing stuff taking my sweet time to get a doctor his money after he's already done all the work so it's like just really being try i mean i was listening to you a minute ago talk about uh 
you know, some of your old habits. I'm like, please, bro. They would call, they call your sister and be like, hi, this is Danny. I'm calling with, uh, whatever company and this call is being recorded. I'd be like, yeah, uh, she ain't here though. Uh, okay. Um, so is this our husband? Yeah. Uh, let me take a message. Uh, what could you write this number down? I'd be like, I'm ready. Uh huh. Uh huh. Listen, I would do that because I'm like, Lord, I am. I don't want to talk to these people. I don't want these people thinking I didn't had a conversation. I don't want any accountability. I don't want anything. I don't want to. I don't want to be held accountable for what I've already taken, which is called stealing. You know, right. you're, you're being a thief. And um, um, what is it? Matthew twenty two twenty one says. Then he said to them, "Give to Caesar's what is Caesar's, and to God what is God." That was Jesus saying, like, listen, if you owe, and that's their money give them their money okay mm-hmm. but you need to give me what's mine too and the lord doesn't ask very much of us especially for all of the grace and the blessings that god gives us he's not asking for much back so it's like man we we definitely need to be a good steward um over the small things and i'm trying to tell you that i'm glad you hit on wanting things but the love of uh the love of the money and that that's what the bible talks about like thank you for reading the scripture in hebrews like it's not money that's your problem it's you being in love with having the money listen you're tuned into the fix your source of faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry dj focus and dice gamble we got to pay some bills we'll be right back Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. You're tuned back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. And listen, we've had a great show once again, Dice. Yes. Once again. <laughs> yes. Listen, I love it. I love talking about money. I think it's something we should talk about more, like money and faith. And what does that look like concerning, you know, us and our faith as Christians? Like God has really blessed our family from us really being open to listening to how we should be managing our finances from a faith-based perspective. And it's brought nothing but blessing our way. So, you know, I'll be praying for everybody out there concerning your finances. And if you're struggling right now and listen, God doesn't want you to struggle and you don't have to. Just a few simple steps could turn that around for you. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that a lot of pastors have started preaching on money. Mm-hmm. I know this is like one of those taboo things mm-hmm. uh, back in the day where you didn't speak on it. And then, of course, we know we had the, the prosperity gospel uh, mm-hmm. preaching that was, you know, it's still good preaching. I think it's still needed. But I think yeah. specifically about financial literacy, mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear more pastors. And a lot of pastors are doing it now, but I think I, I would love to get all pastors on accord with, listen, Mm-hmm. This needs to be a sermon that you guys need to have regularly, mm-hmm. like at least quarterly, every couple of months, every mm-hmm. three, four months, whether you talk about tithing, whether you talk about saving, whether you talk about investments, because that's something else we need to talk about, too, as well. We need to hit on. We might have a part two yeah. because there's a such thing as investing. If you want to get in real estate, if you understand stock markets, the stock market and, and investing and being a day trader, if you understand, listen, we got NFTs now and all type of just, you know, mutual funds and uh, CDs and just different um, money management accounts that you can invest in and mm-hmm. make residual income off of like it's mm-hmm. power in that mm-hmm. that 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 can set up legacy that can set up uh you know businesses and things that in the future that you can leave especially for my men out there who want to live leave legacy and leave something for their their wife or their kids and everything so I, I I I love the fact that more pastors are starting to be bold, and they they've been doing it. For, I would say the last decade yeah. have been talking more vocally about it. But we should have all pastors on the court. Listen, money you can't do anything without it. Let's be very clear, good people. We can't do anything without it. Uh, we know gas is at its all time high. <laughs> we know food. food 
tie, you know, everything. You know, if you have kids and, you, and they play sports, you have to, it's pay to play now. I'm like, I, I remember when I, when I was coming up, I'm like, we didn't have to pay to play. You just had to be one of the better players to be, make the team. But you didn't have to worry about your mom and dad saying, hey, I got to pay this fee for me to play for the season. Yeah. Outside of just like, you know, the regular, you know, stuff that you would need. Of course, you know, gym shoes or cleats and different stuff like that. But right. We're in a different time to where everything is money driven. So we need to have these conversations as believers in the importance of understanding how finances work, making sure that we're equipped, because once again, we should be the ones that stand out. Come on now. We, we shouldn't have all these uh, non-believers be millionaires. And I'm going to say it. I know a lot of people don't want to hear me Come say on. it. That the, I don't believe that's the will of God for all these non-believers to not have money. For all these non-believers, I mean, uh, to have money and then yeah. not have money. Forgive me. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's the will of God. No, come on now. Yeah, now don't, in that same token, everybody is not called to be a millionaire. So right. don't get it twisted. That's not the will uh, that God might have for your life. But if He wants you to be a successful thousandaire or yeah. you know hundred thousandaire mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. yeah. Maybe, be successful at it. Dave Ramsey said something that was really thought provoking and, and and you brought it up too as well, just in on most households don't even have four hundred dollars saved yeah. uh, for any type of thing. Dave Ramsey says you should have six months to a year stored up mm-hmm. in your savings. And if if anything, this pandemic taught us that. Come on. Like everybody was a lot of people were laid off, a lot of people were not able to work, a lot of people were sick and didn't have any money, didn't have any savings. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we're gonna do better. Listen, and, we, and if y'all keep listening to the Fix uh, Radio Show, you are gonna learn how to do better. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: it's good. It's a good refresher too. So it's like these are things that we've absorbed and lessons that we've learned, and we're always trying to share them with you guys. But it's like it's good to even hear it again. Like yes, and and I'm grateful, you know, just for the wisdom that the Lord constantly is downloading. Uh, in in my life anyway you know like shoot i'm like lord yeah i don't want to fail i want to be a good servant and i want to have i want to have whatever god wants me to have so i want to be a good steward of what the things i have currently so that i can uh be blessed in a mighty way in the future (laughs) and and you know what dice we're gonna have a part two to this and we're gonna have our general on we're gonna gonna interview we're gonna interview our general and i know he's listening now like oh wow really when was you gonna tell me i'm telling you (laughs) trig we we gonna interview you trig uh, uh, the CEO of Holy Culture Radio and uh, Core Link Solution. We're going we gonna to interview him. And I think I, I want to interview him for two reasons. One, he understands finance to a whole nother level. Him being uh, his uh, past and corporate for all those years. Yeah, you know, he knows, he understands money. I know he worked for a couple of uh, banking corporations and whatnot too as well. So yeah, we're going to have Trig. I, I know you're listening right now, man. Shouts out to the general, uh, Trig. We interviewing you soon on part two of a believer's response to how to uh, manage money. Come on so now. To, uh, for that conversation. We want to bring you in on that conversation, brother. <laughs> Listen, we want to shout out to um, everybody, the whole team uh, for the unspoken documentary. It, jo- it drops literally this weekend. It's upcoming mm-hmm. weekend, mm-hmm. Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Listen, go to unspoken.com for all the information. Shouts out to Lisa Fields and Don Carey for the exclusive interview. Um, both of them are passionate about what they believe, not only spiritually, but also the impact that this documentary is going to have to the masses. Listen, once you, I, for the ones who didn't get a chance to uh, hear the interview, definitely hit that rewind button right now. If you listen on SiriusXM or tap in tomorrow on holyculture.net for two reasons. One, 
I want to make sure that you guys just really hear the vision behind this documentary. It's so much work that went into this documentary. It's so many great scholars, mm-hmm. um, entertainers, um, artists that, uh, you know, are talking on this documentary. So you don't want to miss that. Then two, listen, Dice, I, I, I get upset with people who, especially believe, I ain't going to say people, I get upset with believers who don't go back and do the homework themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Our pastors, our elders, our deacons are there on Sundays in Bible study to give us something to start with but it's up to us when we leave there to go dive into those scriptures and start doing some studying for Mm ourselves this information has been out there for years yeah like i know a lot of people you know still you know want to talk about it and argue but if you go do your history and i know you've done a lot of uh the history on this uh dice too as well when you talk about the slave trade and everything everything that happened in north africa and where christianity formed its origin from like this information is there so we need to get better at making sure we're giving ourselves the knowledge and understanding for ourselves. Bless our pastors, bless our bishops, our elders, our deacons. Love them to death. Mm-hmm. They, they definitely are our teachers, but they're not our all to our all to our relationship with our personal relationship with Jesus Christ, understanding him and, and the whole history. So I, I said that all to say that, listen, we need to get better at making sure we study to show ourselves approved for ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on now. That's I think a lot of times culture, you know, cause they talked about this in the, in the, the interview of why believers are leaving the church because of this uh, whole conversation over that. Why uh, Christianity is a white man's religion mm-hmm. and they didn't even study. They didn't even went back and said, all right, let me go fact check it. And let me make sure what they're saying is actually accurate. You just going off of what's somebody's saying. Nah, let's, let's stop. Let's, let's get better at that. Let's get better at that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Listen, we definitely want y'all to tap in tomorrow with us. Uh, we got an exclusive interview tomorrow with Cannon. Uh, we got a chance to talk with our brother, he, uh, uh, Cannon. Uh, get to Cannon, of course, you know, from RMG. So you definitely want to tune in uh, for that exclusive interview. And, you know, Dice, Dice going to have another real talk topic for you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just leave that one. I gave you the exclusive interview, but I'm going to leave that one up there because you never know what Dice might be talking about. Hey. And it's hump day Wednesday. So, you know, okay. what I'm saying? it's okay. hump day Wednesday, you know. <laughs> we appreciate y'all kings and queens get to work safe if you're already at work have a great productive day listen remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive jesus is the answer kingdom advancement the fix is in and we out peace y'all